In a world that can be challenging and at times unpredictable, it's hard to find moments to focus on what you need. Join Stephanie James on The Spark as she guides you to use your inner flame to ignite your best life. As a best-selling author, psychotherapist, transformational life coach, and international show host, Stephanie is dedicated to helping you create a life that takes you, your goals, and your passions to the next level so you can live a life that is fully lit up and fully alive. She believes that your life is meant to be a beautiful expression of the things that light you up, that by living your dreams, you give permission to others to do the same. Are you ready to feel alive and inspired to fuel your dreams and put a fire behind your desires? Let's ignite a spark in one another that will illuminate the world. The Spark with your host, Stephanie James, starts now. Welcome to The Spark. I'm your host, Stephanie James. Thank you so much for joining me tonight. I hope that you are feeling ignited inside. And if you're not, I hope that this show will help do that for you. That's one of the greatest things we can do. One of our greatest gifts is helping to first ignite the sparks within us, and then we can help others ignite the sparks within themselves. So tonight, I have a really special guest, Robert Sharp. He is the founder of BiteRadio.me, which is, he is the host and producer of Bringing Inspiration to Earth radio show. And he is a photographer and author of Joy Potential, where you'd least expect it. It's no secret. Spirituality Bites and the newly released hardcover table book, Water Lilies, which are photographs by Robert Sharp. So I'm really excited to have him here with us. His show has aired 1,600 shows with inspirational guests. And I've been so excited that I've got to be a part of that, that he's had to be on his show as well. He's got, he, he is a former corporate trainer in financial and restaurant industries. He's got more than 30 years experience in the study of self-help, personal development, and medical, excuse me, and metaphysics. So his more than 15 years radio experience include both broadcast and internet-based show development. So thrilled to have him here. Thank you, Robert, for being with us today. Well, thank you, Stephanie, for having me. I really am excited to be with you. Well, thank you. Let's talk a little bit about your background. Because I definitely um, didn't know that you had this corporate life before this. Can you talk a little bit about that? Oh, yeah, there certainly is a past life. But um, yes, uh, well, actually, uh, I got out of, I got my bachelor's in psychology. And right after that, I was, while trying to decide whether I was going to do graduate school or not, I actually landed a job in banking. Not at all what I anticipated, but I, I was there. And then human resource side and, and spent many years in banking um, and then in the corporate training department of banking. And then when they did some downsizing, I ended up moving over to the restaurant industry. <laughs> and I was a corporate trainer there, not having any restaurant experience. But, but um, yeah, so that was, that was it. And then um, right after the, the restaurant, I ended up um, becoming a point person with... Um, the implementation of point of sale system. So I really got into the uh, the computer and the data aspect of, of, of restaurants. Wow. Wow. How interesting. Because my my experience with you, of course, has been in the radio <laughs> show and, and broadcasting arena. And I'm curious, did you have, Robert, like an awakening or did you have a moment where you, you know, what propelled you into self-help and those kind yeah. of studies? Yeah, well, I was actually interested in it, um, kind of, but on the side, I did tarot readings. I had my own tarot decks for, for many years, but I did it for myself. And then that was one of those things that not many people knew. And it was one of those, you know, what would be one thing that people wouldn't know about you? <laughs> that was yeah. <laughs> so, um, and then um, as my job was winding down at the restaurant, because they were downsizing and relocating, and I wasn't going to go there. Um, I ended up meeting somebody in the metaphysical realm that was like a very good uh, clairvoyant. 
um, and then just started, you know, looking more into it. And then the self-help aspect was, you know, that's kind of that human resource bent, you know, that I had in, in the corporate world is, is um, you know, development, personal development. So that's what kind of led into that. And then with the, with the radio, um, it happened while living in Las Vegas. Um, uh, my friend got a radio show, uh, basically paid for and, and sponsored by a, a casino, and he needed somebody to do the promotion in the back end aspect. And, you know, with my training um, experience, I picked it up. Oh, that's so great. That's yeah. so great. And what was the inspiration for your own show that you've had for 15 years? Yes, yes. Well, uh, actually, um, when I was doing the, the back the back work um, of, the, of the other show, um, internet radio has just started, you know, there was a podcast aspect. Podcast was like a bad word, you know, in the radio world. Um, but um, that, that kind of, you know, was just beginning. And in 2010, uh, the company that I use for my platform, for my uh, website platforms, uh, sent me a notice that there was a um, open, they're opening up the .me domain. And and I've always thought of bringing inspiration to Earth. Um, I had a reading um, from someone, an astrologer, probably 28 years ago now, that told me that that was my um, purpose. And, and it was one of those audio tape you know, things that I was listening to. I mean, kind of dates it. Um, but um, so I always had in mind, and, and it resonated because it was uh, the corporate world and with the uh, the world that I was doing with the radio, those were very much that. I mean, it could fall easily under that umbrella. So it was um, the bite radio. So bite was always there. And I thought, wouldn't it be kind of funny, a ha-ha, to do bite, not me. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So, you know, a little Scorpio popping up. But anyway, um, but unfortunately, by the time I went to look at it, it was taken. So I did the bike radio, you know, and and got me. So that's that's how that all came to be. Wow. Yeah. And yeah. I was going to say that that uh, initially I was going to just have people in the metaphysical realm, but but it expanded a lot to, to the self help. Um, and then I've also done some children's corner with children's authors and and some um, environmental awareness shows as well. So oh, so important. Uh, while we're on that topic, what have been some of your most inspiring guests for you that you've had on the show? Well, we share a guest that has inspired Ahmet Goswami. Um, he is, you know, he's just a, an amazing man. And when I read his book, um, uh, what was it? The had to do with um, activism, quantum activism. Um, yeah was I thought, wow, you know, this is really something to, to think about. So anyway, that that one was a um, paradigm shifting kind of show. Um, in the um, environmental awareness, my most popular was um, a uh, Charlie, um, I'm drawing a blank on his last name, but he was the one that discovered the um, Pacific garbage patch where the garbage and all of the currents meet and creates this huge garbage area charlie mm -hmm. moore that was his name um okay. he was fascinating um you know talking about just the the chance um happening of him going off shipping lanes to be able to discover that you know and then his work ever since then to do that and then and then probably one of my most favorite, the youngest interviewees I had were a, a, a brother and sister pair from um, Atlanta. Uh, they have their own nonprofit called um, um, One More Generation, and they deal with helping, motiv motivating children um, to help, you know, conserve and, and um fight the animal extinction and, and that started when they they together um uh, saved a rhino you know they contributed to the, the saving of a Aww. rhino which which kind of you know got them on their journey um so anyway that, that was inspiring and you know and that kind of gave me hope you know in, in children or this next generation 
Oh, that's so wonderful. Yeah. What a, what a gift. I know that my radio show and podcast has been, you know, one of those ways that not only are you helping other people inspire, you know, be inspired, but you're inspired as well. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I, I'm just really grateful for the information that I have, you know, I mean, and when it comes to, you know, talking with people about some issues that they may be going through, chances are, you know, after the 1600 shows, I've had someone to talk about, you know, that particular topic. And, you know, and I will have some information or at least can be able to help, you know, guide them to, well, you know, why don't you go ahead and listen to this or follow, you know, they have their website on, on the show page. Look at them, see if, you know, if that resonates with you. So, um, it's kind of like a, a little director of information, if I can. Yeah. Oh, that's that's wonderful. Well, let's let's talk about the books you've already written, and then we'll move on to your new book. And and if anyone is watching this, they can see the photography behind you and the book. If you can see, this is Robert's new book, Water Lilies. It's absolutely beautiful also behind him. And we're going to be talking about this in a moment, but talk a little bit about your other book projects and what, what inspired you with those. Yeah. Well, the first one, Joy Potential, where you least expect it, was my baby, my first. Um, and that one was, um, it was interesting. I was told, I was in a, a reading by, a, with um, a clairvoyant from LA in the late 90s who told me that in 2012, I was going to write and publish a book. And I was like, you know, that was like, what, almost 20, 18 years in the future. So I was like, oh, I can't do this. You know, so over those 18 years, I truly started to, you know, I was like, she told me I was, everything else came right. Um, every time I tried to write, it ended up being like a training manual. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, you know, that, that training aspect just kept, popping in and then it was just one day I, I walk every morning as my kind of grounding get with nature thing and just one morning uh, the plot for joy potential just popped into my head and and it was I, I didn't do a typical development of you know defining the characters and you know and kind of assembling and all that it truly was I walked I heard kind of intuited what to write came back to my computer and wrote it and it actually, I would say I was probably about a quarter of the way through um, and had introduced a character and it, it just wasn't working. <laughs> I mean, it was one of those cases where it's like, ah, oh, you know, this is one of those things I should have probably done my character development first. Uh, but but um, I ended up coming with a different name and it was like a totally different flow, a different just a whole different feel. So I had to actually go back to where she was in the book and adapter you know to so anyway that, that was how that unfolded um and it's no secret spirituality bites and bites was of course the acronym for bringing inspiration to earth and, and that was that's a uh, that was done after probably about seven years doing the radio show and i had learned so much and i was like no i really want to put this together for people to to use you know and so it was basically little bits of information of, of what I've learned, you know, from what particular guest, uh, what the like the learning points are, and what action steps I took to implement that information so that if they wanted to do that or something like that, that they could. So um, that's where that was. Wow. Wow. And so where can people get those, Robert? Um, well, I'm actually a, a Lulu self-publisher, so at lulu.com. But basically, they can get everything um, at my website, byteradio.me. <laughs> and right from there, I've got you know, links to the book, to the um, calendars, you know, to the radio show, all kinds of stuff. So it's like a hub right there. Love it. Byteradio.me. Correct. Perfect. Perfect. Well, Robert, let's talk about this new book, this beautiful new book, Water Lilies. And, you know, again, we're, we're surrounded by anyone who's watching with these beautiful photographs you have behind you. How long have you been into photography? What inspired this book? Well, I, I, I've always enjoyed photography. And as a kid, my mother um, kind of 
you know, help, you know, by getting those disposable cameras and, and somewhat reluctantly paying for the development of, of them. So, you know, that was, that was the early years. And then in college, I actually took a college course, one college, you know, elective course, which was the dark room, all of that kind of experience, as well as, you know, learning the basics. Um, but then from that point, and probably for the next couple of decades, it was really dormant. You know, I mean, I wasn't, um, I really wasn't, I mean, I took pictures, you know, and I had a camera, but it was, you know, just probably what, you know, most people w would do. And, and, uh, then it wasn't until the advent of the digital where, you know, you could take a picture, even print or delete, you know, so it was, you know, it made it very, um, easy to take 20 pictures and keep one of the 20, you know, the, yeah. so pay for 20. So, um, that was it. And that was probably about, um, in about 2013, 2014 is when I really decided, I really put my attention to it. Um, nature is just always captured my attention. Um, and, you know, there, I, I've tried, and I do take, you know, pictures on trips of buildings and people and activities, um, but I always go back to nature. <laughs> so, and water lilies, uh, boy, there are water lilies. I'm in South Carolina, so there's actually a, a pond across the street that has mostly white water lilies. Um, but every day I walk by, and, it's, and it's, I can't not take a picture. <laughs> it's like I have to, even if I don't keep it for a few minutes, it's kind of like a, I'm giving the water lily a due, you know, due attention. So so the water lily book, I've been wanting to do a, a, a you know, a table book, you know, where people could just look at the water lilies and, and um, like I, a lot of times I'll just look at it and my mind will just wander and, you know, I'll have that free flow of thought, which is, can be helpful at times. Um, but uh, I, I just I went back and forth about uh, doing the photos and then having like a, a white page or a black page because, you know, they can look, it makes it dramatically different and depending on what the background is. And I was never, I never won the argument about black or white background and until one day i was out walking and i thought we well, you know wait a minute i can do uh, you know, a larger photo dimmed down as a background and then each page will be uh, will focus on the water lily itself but the background will be you know the same kind of water lily but a little bit different and so anyway i just once i tried that idea i thought ah, this is it <laughs> so anyway that's what led to that Wow. Well, and it is, it's like this, you know, contemplative type of book <laughs> where, where right. you can just slowly look through it. And there's really a sense of peace, you know, mm -hmm. as, as you're looking at these gorgeous lilies. And so it's, it is just such a lovely thing to have out on your dining room table and to just, you know, just gaze at you. You could open it anywhere and love it. Or oh, yeah. you could just go through it slowly. Mm -hmm. And it's yeah. just, yeah, it's so nice. Yeah. And I I don't know if you noticed, but I don't have page numbers on it. And I actually kind of decided that I thought, first of all, I thought, well, do I want to put the page number on there? And, you know, and, and then every time I did, it just took away from it. You know, and I thought, well, you know what? The whole idea is not to be what page, it's just the picture. So, um, so I decided against putting pages numbers on it. Um, that way, you know, it kind of makes it, I mean, there are some ways to easy reference, like there's one with a turtle, a baby turtle that was sitting on a, you know, a lily pad uh, near the water lily. But, but, you know, those kinds of things are easy to, to reference. But, but anyway, it was, the whole idea was just not to have to think. I mean, you know, literally, like, well, I'm going to go to page five or page 20. Mm -hmm. That you could open it spontaneously and just delight in whatever picture is in front of you. Exactly. Exactly. So, so do you use this book yourself? I mean, is this a book that you reference? I do. I do. I, I, there are a lot of times that I will just open it up. And then of course, having taken the photo, you know, my mind immediately goes to the location of where, where I took it. And, um, and it's just been, um, it's fun. There, there's one photo in there that, um, I, while I was taking it, there was a young, like a five-year-old boy that was with his mom and she had a stroller. Um, his name was Bo. And um, he, he was like 
looking at me, taking the pictures. And, and so anyway, I went over and took another one and he came over and his mother looked at me like, oh no, I, I hope it's okay, you know. But he was just fascinated with the, the photos and, and so he followed me around for a little bit while I was taking photos and I had to show him each one so he could do it. But anyway, so I, but you know, one of those photos, every time I look at it, it brings me back to that moment with Bo. Oh, yeah. How special. Yeah. So yeah. each one has its own special memory. Yes, it does. Yeah. yeah. So what do you feel like through this book would be your message for people? Um, that life is beautiful. <laughs> you know, that, <clears throat> excuse me. One of the things I like about water leaves, especially, is the fact that they grow in murky water you know the roots are in murky water they're you know they're below the, the water level um and a lot of times when i'm taking the photos i i kind of go back and forth whether to include that muck or not you know but the, you know to realize that it, the, the water lily gains the sustenance from there and that that darkness um and it comes up with a beautiful you know above ground blossom that you know, captivates, has captivated many for, for centuries. Um, but to me, that's it. It's like, to me, it's like the ultimate transformation, you know? And, and so when I look at it, you know, and, and I hope that people will recognize that if they're going through those murky times, you know, or that there are those other days that even going through that, even with that being a reality, the same reality can be, there can be that beautiful blossom above the water, that, 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 there can be beautiful moments you experience despite the sludge. Yes. Oh, that's such a great metaphor. Uh, how, how has that metaphor happened in your life? Do you have examples of what that's been like for you? Yeah. Well, I, w- I would think that, you know, each time I transitioned from one occupation to another, um, it, it, it was, it was, um, that was kind of uh, that was transformation and progress. Um, it, it was, and, and each turn was not expected, not in the plan. You know, if I had a five or ten year plan, I would be like, oh, that one wasn't on there. Um, but but even though it wasn't on the plan, there were signs, there were guideposts, there were um, there was interest, there was inspiration. You know, guiding me through the path you know so um you know you know i would say that it's um uh the you know that particular um transformation happens you know it happens all the time like when when i quit corporate world and went into radio i did not like the sound of my voice you know so before i even started the radio show um uh, because I had substituted my um, on those other shows previously, and then when I heard the playback, I was like, "Oh, Lord. so that was actually what stopped me from." And, and then when I was initially going to set it up, I was going to do it with other hosts on a network, you know, and be just be behind the scenes like I always did. Um, but then I found that I really <laughs> couldn't rely on too too many people, you know, to actually fulfill that. So I thought, "Well, you know, I'm going to go ahead and do it." And then I. When that me that me came up and I was like, ah, oh, do I not? I finally heard, I heard that voice and it wasn't mine. It's was like, get out of the way. You know, if it works, great. You know, and if it doesn't, so what? You know, you'll at least have tried. Um, but that, yeah, that was 13 years ago. <laughs> so, wow. Wow. Yeah. Well, and I have to say, Robert, you're one of the happiest people that I know. You know, I mean, this is the first time I've got to see you face to face. And the other two times that I was a guest on your show, I could hear your voice and just your voice is very happy. And, you know, it's just got this wonderful, just uplifting, you know, vibe to it. And then now I see you in, in, I'm able to see you in person and I feel like that's true. What, what, what would you say is your secret, if you will, to being this this kind of happy soul that that you yeah. are thank you i appreciate that i, I really do um and believe me i have my days <laughs> like everyone else um, yeah but gen- generally speaking um I, I would think the most common um action that i take when i'm out of sorts is being present it's really just 
bringing myself to the moment where I'm at. If my mind starts to wander to, you know, something I was worried about and, you know, in the future, or if there was something about the past that, that, you know, kind of keeps popping in my head, I just refocus to the present. And, and it's, it's amazing that when, when I'm like that, um, all of the other stuff, uh, it just kind of melds away, um, you know, and, and sure there, it's there, you know, but the fact is, is, you know, I, I'm, I take advantage of, of the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Do you do that through breathing, through meditation? How do you get yourself into the present moment? Cause I think that's really powerful. Yeah. It's, um, it's a practice. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. yeah. I, do the, I do the breathing exercises sometimes and those I, I do most often when I recognize sh- I'm breathing, sh- my breathing is shallow, you know, um, so when when I recognize that, you know, then it's like, okay, then it's time to do the deep breathing and, you know, that kind of controlled breathing. Um, so, you know, that one does it. Um, a lot of times it's the, um, I've kind of established a, um, like an automatic response, you know, that um, if one of those things pops up and I start to, you know, feel the rise of, um, anxiety or or fear or worry or a- any of those debilitating um, kinds of feelings, then um, that's my my cue to to get centered and and I can do that. I do that with either walking in nature, um, with music, you know, uh, soothing mm-hmm. music. Uh, you know, those are you know, silence is is, is okay. <laughs> I'm not so good with silence, but but you know, it has its place. So. being present i would say is probably the most common you know activity that i do yeah yeah and i think that is one of the things i know i can speak for myself as well as i hear you saying that i just resonate so much with that because for Mm -hmm. me that's what keeps joy flowing through is you know I, i always think of us you know each one of us as a conduit and so we can bring love and healing and energy through us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think, so we have to keep clearing out the conduit. And if we <laughs> start to get yeah. triggered or we notice we're in the past worrying about something or worrying about the future, you know, we're losing clarity in the conduit. We're losing that, you know, pathway through. So to bring ourselves to the present moment, I mean, there's so much power in the present moment. Yeah, yeah. Because really, that's the only time that things can happen. <laughs> that's the only thing. The present moment is the is your creation point. <laughs> you know, it's yes. one of those that, that. Um, and every time, every moment you're not present, you're 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 stealing away from your creative moments, your creative opportunities, and your your joy, like you say. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, so Robert, I mean, obviously with, with the book and I want to hold it up again for people, I know they can see it behind you, but it's just so beautiful. And if, um, you know, for you tapping into creativity, you know, your books and I know the, you know, the radio show and, you know, that, that, and podcast that takes creative energy as well. What helps you to tap into your own creative flow? Hmm. Well, um, that's a tough one. I, I guess it's just a an urge, you know, and and, and it's one of those things where and, and there'll be many times where I will just sit and play with the photographs, you know, and, and do photo art and imagery and you know for no other reason just to be creative just to to allow that flow and when that happens you know i i personally think those are the moments where i can be as as, as connected to you know uh source connected to you know my guidance whatever that guidance may be um it's, it's one of those um opportunities for that to come through and you know, I've been told a long time ago that my guide said that they, they talk to me, but I don't listen, you know, so, and and I'm sure you know, that that was the case, because in the beginning, I had, you know, discernment issues, trying to to distinguish what was my own mind thought, and what was kind of 
you know, inspirational thought. Um, you know, I got better at that, you know, but um, that's one of those things where when I get that, you know, spark of inspiration, um, then it's like, okay, do something with it. And, you know, if it's raining, I can't walk, you know, so I do something inside or, or if it's not, I just go out, go out on a walk. And, and, and there'll be many days that I'll go on, on a walk when I really don't want to, you know, and it's like, I don't know. Um, but inevitably something will happen. I will meet someone, um, I'll make a new friend or I'll find a photo that I was like, oh, this is perfect. That if I had not taken this walk, I would not have seen that. So, um, so, and, and so, and I've recognized that the more I follow those hits, those, that spark, you know, as long as I allow that spark to break out into flame, you know, and into full glory, um, then, um, the more I use it, the more it happens. You know, it's kind of like a strengthening of the muscle. Yes. And, and it sounds like, I mean, that's just it. You, you practice listening. Oh, yes. Oh, very much. Yes. And, and I think that's probably part of the reason I do the whole radio show, you know, and um, I often, guests will often comment that, oh, you really let me go on there for a while. We're, we're like, yes, most hosts don't. Um, but it was like, well, you know, my feeling is, is, you know, they tune in, they listen to you, <laughs> you know, they get enough of me if they listen a lot, but, um, but I learn a lot, you know, there's, there's so much I learned by listening. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's interesting because I'm hearing for you, it's an inner listening when you get mm -hmm. that inner GPS, I call it, or you're that inner guidance and mm -hmm. outer listening is such a skill. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And and to do the listening with an open mind, you know, it's, it's um, I, I sometimes, one of my issues what used to be a, a, one of my um, blockages to listening was that my mind would be going, you know, wandering while someone was talking, you know, and so, um, and of course that just you know, blows the whole thing of con uh, concentration, but also it recognizes the fact that I'm not really giving my uh, due to the person talking. You know, they're talking for a reason, you know, and I should listen, you know. And um, yeah, it's amazing what you can learn if you just listen. Well, and I think that that's so true. And really, our, our, I feel like so often there's so many things going on in our society where we're not able to listen to one another or people aren't listening to one another. Yeah, very much so. And there's a lot of talking at, not talking with, you know, going on. And, you know, that's, um, it, it really saddens me to see it truly. I mean, it's because we've, you know, the, the lack of respect just for the individual, you know, and to me is just mind boggling for me, you know, and, 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 you know, and I know that we all are on our path to learn certain things, you know, and, you know, people who um, sometimes, you know, bully or, or, or try do try and create conflict rather than create cooperation, you know, um, they're learning something, you know, and, and that, that's, you know, I'm glad it's not me kind of thing, you know, mm -hmm. um, I've learned that, you know, cooperation is much more effective and fun than, you know, competition. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, you know, I, I, I think that we could, we could just do so much better if, if we would just um, have that basic respect, you know, and, and, you know, that the whole, Namaste. I recognize you. You know, um, that is, you know, there is just so much to that. Yes, I, I love that because it's that, you know, namaste being like the light in me honors and sees the light in you. And that doesn't mean, right, Robert, that we have to agree on everything or have all the same views. It's beyond oh, that. Oh, absolutely. You know, and, and that's the, the beauty of the diversity. Um, if, if, and the, you know, the idea, if we were all the same, we would have nothing to learn, you know, and the, the fact that we're all um, sparks of the, of the source and, and an individual spark, you know, and, and, and individual, um, individualized bit of spirit, 
you know, from this great hole. And and it's like we have the opportunity to learn from all of the other sparks, you know, and, and recognize that, oh, you know, your experience of being a black man, you know, in, you know, driving down the street, not, not doing anything, or, or your experience of, of being, um, you know, uh, I would say pro, you know, pro-life or, or, you know, you know, anti-abortion, you know, all of those issues are individualized perspectives of, of what the, the person has learned. And even though, like you say, we may not agree, but you recognize, you know, there is a, there's a humanity there. There's a, there's a person there, there's an experience and there's something that can be learned now. And it may be that, you know, you learned that there is this other side of the coin that, that is there. Um, you, you still may not agree with it, but that's okay. You recognize at least, you know, it's there and, and they have their, it, it's kind of like their job to, follow their path. Yeah. Yeah. It's not our job to interpret what their path, you know, quote unquote, should be. Right. We we can, you know, listen, it sounds like listening to whatever their viewpoints are. And if we disagree, it's okay. We don't have to move into competition or conflict. I think we can honor like that person's on their path. And as long as they are not doing violence, right? Then, yeah, long- then I can just say, okay, you know, you're yeah. you're on your path and your thing. That might not be my thing. Thank you for giving me some reflection on what I don't want to do or how I don't want to think. Right. That better or helps it, me define me. Exactly, and and or, or it just affirms what yes. your beliefs are. Yes. You know? and, if I had any question now, I'm sure that I truly do believe this, you know, and uh, that, um, yeah. So, um, you know, again, sometimes we learn what we want through um, finding out what we don't want, experiencing what we don't want. And, and likewise, you know, um, we can define um, ourselves by um, being, you know, who, uh, who it is that, that we are, you know, and, and that that shines through. Well, and I think what's beautiful too, this, this makes me think of your book because each one of the lilies, they're different. It's right. not that we're looking at a book of the same lily over and over and over <laughs> and over, which would be okay. And it's so beautiful because we can appreciate the diversity and you start to notice the nuance of the lilies uh, in the book. Absolutely. Now I've got a, a special uh album on on my my store white lilies <laughs> white water lilies you know, because they're again they're right across the street you know i i have to take them you know pictures of them but i was shocked as i started seeing the the purples and magentas and the reds and and all of the you know the combinations and whether they're bright yellow in the middle or or you know a, a different shade of their outer leaves so yeah they are i i, I just think they're awesome <laughs> well they are and and i excuse me and there's such a metaphor as you yeah. said for the beauty that can come out of the sludge through yeah. the muck and i think for each of us too we can relate this metaphor back to what we were just speaking about if we can get through the muck of what a person's you know behaving like or if they have a differing view or opinion to get to what the inner beauty of that person is yeah, I can right. I can speak to that that as a therapist, you know, I, I oftentimes see people, you know, and that they have the anxiety or the anger or they're acting out in some way. And to me, those are just symptoms of their mm-hmm. wounding. So if we can look mm-hmm. at that person and say, oh, they're that's their wound that I'm seeing, but inside of them, they have a beautiful water lily inside, or they have a beautiful spark inside that's really their essence. Yeah, yeah, very much so. And, and, you know, that was the, that's the one thing that I think that, um, uh, we ought to try and teach, you know, teach the young a, a little bit more, um, about it. And, and I mean, I, I think, you know, the, the internet and the, the anonymity or, or just sometimes, uh, 
the ability for young children to connect with other children around the world, you know, really simply and easily, you know, I think that's going to, you know, help um, with the recognizing that internal spark, you know, the, you know, the, the youth of, you know, Russia talking to the youth of someone in the United States, you know, um, not talking politics, you know, but, but talking about their lives, you know, and, you know, that kind of thing. And I, and I think, you know, once um, we foster that a little bit more, then, you know, then the world can be a better place. But, but even more so, if you do it for yourself, your life is going to be happier. You know, that's like, um, what, what, what better way, what better reason to do something is to make your life better. Absolutely. And then it's like the concentric circles, right, of that feeling good. And as you heal, those concentric circles of healing go out from you to the people that you're around. And I love your idea of how important it is for children to connect, because if you've ever been around children a lot, and I worked for the school district in Wyoming for 10 years at an elementary school. So I got oh. to see that, you know, I, I had recess duty every Tuesday at 10, 15. So <laughs> I, I got to be outside and witness these kids together. And what was so beautiful, Robert, is exactly that, that these kids, that they might be from different eco, you know, economic, I was going to say, you know, socioeconomic status. Um, it doesn't matter. They would see each other and they'd say, you want to play? And the other mm -hmm. one would say, yep. And that was yep. it. That's all it took. And then there was a friendship. Yeah, exactly. And that's before they, they're start, starting to be taught biases, you know. And um, once that happens, it's, it's um, boy, it, it's sometimes hard to get that uh, train back on the, on the rails, you know. Um, but, um, but I think. Uh, just, I mean, if you look at the, the world in general, the, um, the internet connection, the, the ability of instant communication, um, I, I think, you know, the children are going to be a lot smarter. And, and we're seeing it like in Greta Thunberg, you know, as far as her being able to um, rally, you know, environmental causes for people, environmental causes. You know, that kind of um, activism, you know, is, I think, feel is going to kind of increase as, you know, as these, as the children grow up, like, well, you know, why are they bombing my friend's country? You know, why are they bombing this house? You know, you're going to hurt my friend, you know, yeah. and that makes a, a big difference in, in the way that they perceive the world and will act as they grow up too. Absolutely. Yes. It's, it's like if that's being funneled in the right way, if these internet connections are being funneled in the right way, I just think that you're exactly right. It's like it creates a community, a global community, right. and it really reinforces that thing that we all are interconnected, whether we realize yeah. it or not. Yeah, it does. And, and like you say, used properly. I know there can be abuse anywhere. So you always have to be, be very careful. Um, but again, then I think if it's, you know, if awareness is, is in place as, as the children interact, and I think parents can, you know, if given the right intention, guide the child, you know, to being able to, um, become more empathetic, you know, um, in a world where empathy is sorely lacking. Yeah. Yeah. What, what a beautiful thing to start cultivating more empathy, more compassion. Exactly. No. So yeah. And I think you're right. It starts with each one of us to do that inner it work. It does. And, and like my, you know, meeting Bo, you know, at the, the water lily pond, you know, and being able to just, you know, uh, foster that curiosity just for a moment, you know, and his mother was, you know, she was funny. She, you know, felt that he might have been imposing, but you know, once I once she realized that he was not, and he was fun, and he was he was fine, and and it was a good thing that he was curious. You know, um, now granted, I am a stranger, but mom was right there. So yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. So, but um, but again, you know, and who knows, you know, if that'll make an impact on them, and may or may not. But you know, like you said, sometimes those ripple effects do occur. Well, yeah. And it was a positive interaction with an adult that was doing something creative, something right. beautiful. And yeah, the mom checked it out with you. It was safe, <laughs> you know? And so 
it, it turned into, you know, a beautiful moment and one that you'll both probably carry with you. Yeah, absolutely. Now I've gone back in the same time for weeks on end and still have not run into them again. But I guess, you know, it's like that every now and then I will like see a, a deer pass by and then I'll have my camera, but it's not turned on. It's not focused, mm. you know, so it'll, be, uh, it'll be here and gone and or a hawk in the sky. Um, and for a long time, you know, in the beginning, I was like, oh, man, I, I get bummed out that I, you know, I missed this opportunity, you know, to take this photo um, until I realized that, you know, that was just meant for me at that moment. Mm. Not for me to share with anybody, <laughs> just for me and that little interaction, you know, whatever it was. Um, but it was, you know, it was just for me. So um, I've learned to also be grateful for me moments <laughs> like that. Oh, that's really beautiful. Because, I, you know, we also have this society where everyone's pulling out their cell phone cameras constantly and recording everything constantly. And sometimes I think we miss the moments when we're, right. you know, like you said, you know, it's like, Maybe they are just for us moments. And I have to share with you that last weekend, my partner Morgan and I were up at Grand Lake in Colorado. And it's this gorgeous, it's the largest uh, natural lake in Colorado um, and, and just huge, you know, 386 feet deep and four oh. miles around. And so we got on that lake and took our little golden doodle with us on paddle boards. And we paddled the whole circumference of the lake and didn't have one picture of it because we didn't want to take our phones, you know, in case the paddleboard dumps over. And why, I mean, we would look at each other and go, oh my gosh, this is a magical moment. Like, I wish I had my camera. And I just, you know, what I started saying is I am so glad I get to record this in my mind. This is a moment I will take with me forever. And sometimes I think that's what we're supposed to do. It's like really making this magical moment, an internal memory by just that. Yeah, absolutely. What better family moment than being in nature, away from technology and um, yeah, just enjoying it. Yeah, that's that's wonderful. Now, my, my, unfortunately, I think a lot of times my uh, no phone moments are forgetting my phone rather than purposely leaving it. But, but I also try to unplug when I can. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, Robert, I can't believe time is just ticking by. We're almost out of time. What, what is ahead for you? What are you looking forward to? Wow. Um, you know, I am not sure, you know, again, you know, one of those five, 10 year plans, I, you know, I've learned to, you know, um, allow for changes. Now, Obviously, I, I would think there would be another. Actually, there has been another book, a novel, uh, a science fiction novel um, that has been um, in my brain for a while, for a long time. Um, even have char- the character development this time, <laughs> so I wouldn't have to go and switch. Um, and um, and it just never happened. I mean, it hadn't happened in you know. I would say it's probably been about five years now that this idea has been developing well it wasn't until the pandemic and everything that we've gone through that it created the perfect setting for what i want to write about so anyway that one's kind of moved from back burner to front burner um so we'll, we'll see what you know what happens with that um but on um, that one and then just continuing my with my photography you know i and, uh, and i don't know about um the end of the radio show. I mean, I just, you know, sometimes I think that, uh, like, okay, I've done this long enough. But, but then it's like, well, I keep getting people suggested. And it's like, oh, you know, that's a good story. You know, so anyway, um, probably what's going to happen is there's going to be a time when, when my exit happens. There's going to have to be someone to, to kind of end my, you know, clean up with the shows that I have planned because I just don't see that particular end happening voluntarily at the moment. Yeah. So, so staying with your creative endeavors and with all these wonderful things, how, how can people get a hold of you? You, you shared earlier your website. Would you share that again? And if there's other ways people can get a hold of you and this beautiful, beautiful book, Water Lilies. Yeah. Um, everything again can be at the hub is my bite radio, B I T E radio.me. And that has the link to the calendar of shows and, and archive shows, um, links to my books and, and other other items that I have. And uh, 
and then from there, you know, it can just, you know, farm out. And and then as far as the Water Lily books, so I can get it at Lulu. And I was actually, I went on Lulu the other day, and I thought, well, let me just type in Water Lilies and see how many, only two things pop up, my calendar or my book. Oh, <laughs> so, great. I can go to lulu.com, search Water Lilies, and go find that one real quick. But But I also have all my other books and everything there as well. Beautiful, beautiful, Robert. Well, in closing, what what essential message would you like to leave with the audience? Well, just, you know, I think the essential message would be recognizing like from joy potential. It was recognizing that there are hundreds of opportunities every single day to create joy for yourself and for other people and to to take the step to bring those opportunities into into reality and, and stay in the present moment, you know, allow your your creativity to, you know, come through. I mean, we're all co-creators. Nothing that I've done it was been done by myself. It's all been, I mean, nature helps with the, the, the setting, you know, um, but also when it comes to publishing the book, there's a publisher, you know, and all of that kind of thing. So it's all co-creative. Um, effort. And so just, you know, keep your eye open for being involved in co-creativity, you know, and, and, and um, I, I don't know, I just think that um, one of my, my closing line from my radio show is um, remember to be a bright light by bringing inspiration to your world and to the lives of those you touch. And so to me, that's it. You know, you bring inspiration to your life use it and, you know, um, create and then inspire others, you know? So it, it's one of those things where, you know, be inspired and be inspiring at the same time. Beautiful. Thank you, Robert, so much for being a guest on the show. You're such a joy to have here. Thank you so much for being on the spark. Oh, thank you, Stephanie. I thoroughly enjoyed this. And, and I look forward now to whatever you have up and coming next. Too. Oh, so. Thank you so much. You're welcome.